Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. And we've got a question and answer show today. So what I've been doing is compiling some questions. And thank you for the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page, the ladies that have just done some last-minute questions that they would like to have answered. Because, you know, this show is once a month, and it really is about trying to keep the questions fresh and trying to uh, dive in new material. Sometimes we're going to be going over material that we've already gone over, but you know, hopefully from a different perspective. And even if it's not, I think it's always good to get information again and again reinforced that can really help us and help us move forward and heal. So, okay, so we show today, what I want to do is firstly address the questions that came up in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page today. And the first question is a very, very good question and it is about boundaries. And boundaries, as we can all know, can be a little bit of a confusing thing about what they are, how do we implement them, and what do they mean in our life. Now, I have actually done a show just recently, which was a question and answer show, and you can actually look it up in archives on my website under the radio link. And with those shows, uh, you will actually have to go back through the question and answer shows to listen into what they are about. But there's a lot of really good material in there, and there's a fair bit of material on boundaries already. There's also specific boundary shows in the archives. And for people that haven't got boundaries right in their life, I would really, really suggest that you have a look at that because it's just a very, very important thing. So anyway, this question was, what is the first step in laying boundaries? Now, the first step is actually between you and yourself because how are you going to know what is or isn't a boundary for you if you don't know what you want? So this is what I call a declaration to self and what this is, this is an affirmation of truth in your life and really how we work out what is our truth and what isn't our truth is we can look at our previous patterns and things that have happened in our life and we can go, you know what, that's not okay for me anymore. That's not what I want to continue living in my life. And then from that we can look at what do I want? What do I want to create? Because the fact of the matter is, if you haven't created it as yet, it's because you haven't been aligned with it, you haven't been an energy statement with it, and you haven't stood up for it or become it to make it happen in your life. So a declaration to self, I would start off by doing, if you're unsure on how to do it, write a list of the things that have happened in your life that you're not happy about. Okay, so it may have been, I've been violated by people. It may be that, you know, I can't say no to people. 
it may be this has occurred in my life. This has occurred in my life. And I think the thing is because this radio show is about love, you know, generally what we're looking at here is love patterns. And what you can actually do is you can write out a list of your previous love relationships. Have a look at the love patterns. Have a write out the name of each person and write out the stuff that happened that upset you, that hurt you, that violated you, that wasn't happy for you. And when you do that, then go back through that and start making circles around the things that are matches. Now, what you may really, really find there is that, and there was a really um, insightful article that I did on my blog, which was last week, which was about love, love avoidant, love um, addict. You may find that you've swapped places or that the things that you used to do now happen to you or vice versa or whatever. But... That just means that you're one side of the same coin. It's just that it's flipped. So if you write out those patterns about what's been unhappy and what hasn't worked in those love relationships, then what you can actually do is write out about your mum and your dad. And what you can do is write out the things about mum and dad that was hurtful, that didn't work for you. And this is not about blaming because your mum and your dad were doing the best they could with the resources they had at the time. And the reality of the matter is that all of us, and this is very much my belief, that when we come into this lifetime, we attract exactly the parents that we need to bring up our unhealed wounds so that we can actually consciously choose to heal them. And that was not going to happen unless we had that sort of programming conditioning. Everything is for the reason to heal. So when you do that, write down those patterns with your parents Circle those things that didn't work as well and you're going to start seeing some clear patterns emerge. You really are. Now then what is going to happen is that list of the things I don't want, the things that have been playing out in my life, now you counteract it with a list of what I do want. And this is your declaration to self. So this is what is not okay in my life and what is okay in my life. So the first step of boundaries is about getting very, very clear. Now then what happens is when you get clear on the direction that you want to align into and you want to move into and you want to heal and grow into in life, you need to embody those principles yourself. You need to actually say, I am those things, okay, and I can receive those things. So what you need to do with yourself is absolutely an assessment on yourself as well boundaries with yourself about what you need to change and what you need to heal in your life because we can actually only ever receive where we're at at an inner level. So there's nothing that happens to us that is actually happening to us. We've been actually calling everything forth in our experience as a reflection of what we've yet needed to heal. So there's an inner boundary and there's an outer boundary. The inner boundary is about doing work on ourselves, okay? Because that boundary is with self is that, well, I'm not actually going to lose weight if I keep eating that chocolate cake out of the fridge every 10 minutes. Okay? Now, you're actually not going to get what you want in life until you actually stop and amend the vibrations, the fears, the behaviors that are actually going to co-create it. So that's that boundary with yourself. Then the boundary on the outer is about, okay, well, I'm, and I'll just use a, a simple example that a lot of women have, is that 
that they may accept a partner into their life that's not committed, that hasn't given them an exclusivity, and they've actually started, you know, co-creating some sort of relationship dynamic with this man, hoping for more, but they haven't got a commitment or an exclusivity arrangement with him. There's no um, agreed understanding there. Now, what is fundamentally happening is, is she's not honouring her values of commitment and exclusivity. Now, she may not have even established them as a declaration to self. She may look back into her past and say, well, I have had disappointing with relationships with men that actually aren't committing to me and aren't being exclusive with me. I've thought I'm in a relationship or I'm hanging on trying to create one and I've had enormous disappointment as a result of this pattern in my life. So she has to clean up, you know, her tendency to try and hope for the best, not honour herself and don't believe that she deserves that level of respect and commitment. Okay, so she needs to create that boundary with herself. She also needs to create the knowing that anything less than that is not okay for me. So what that means is, is that when I start dating somebody or I start getting involved with somebody, if they're not at that level with me, and believe you me, you know, you know when somebody is committed and exclusive to you, it's either an agreed thing or you just, you have no doubt. Because if a man wants to commit and be exclusive with a lady, she'll have no doubt in her mind that that's the intention. It's not a maybe, oh, I think he does, or making excuses for him, or maybe he's just getting over the past, or whatever it is. Okay, so that pattern can change with that boundary. What that means is, is that you don't actually get involved on that deep emotional sexual level with a partner unless you have that exclusivity, that commitment. So that means that any potential partners that you're actually meeting, you, you'll qualify them. Are they available? Is, are they in a relationship? Because if they are, well, you know, that's not commitment exclusivity. And is that what they're looking? Are they looking for a long-term life partner? Okay? And then, you know, somebody might say to you, well, I am after a long-term life partner, but I don't know if it's you. I want to try before I buy. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. That isn't good enough. Okay, so that's just an example of boundaries. But I really believe it's like with everything, it's a really good process to actually get out your journal and to be able to really nut it out. This game of life needs to have a lot of clarity. It needs to have that sort of level of commitment to yourself because universal energy is universal energy. And if we're wishy-washy with it, if we don't know who we are or what our truth is or where we want to go, well then it would be a bit like jumping into a taxi and the taxi driver says, where do you want to go? And you say, well, I don't really know. You could end up anywhere. So get your journal out. Write out a list of X. If we're talking about love, and most people are when they listen to this show, okay, write out a list of ex-partners. Write out a list of your parents. Write down all the things that were uh, unhappy, that didn't satisfy you, that were painful, the things that didn't work for you in the relationship, circle, make the correlations, recognize your pattern, make a boundary with yourself that you're going to work on that pattern yourself to heal it and then you're going to make a boundary with the outside world about what is or isn't your truth with this. Now that's where you're going to have to stand up. 
because what does happen in the outside world is every time you say no to something that you previously said yes to, with that boundary, the universal mechanics are actually going to change for you. So it's like the universal energy field says, I get it now. You don't want that anymore. Okay, I'm going to bring you what you want. Life will always deliver to us what we will and won't, what we will accept. Why is it in our life? Because we're accepting it. And once we no longer accept it, then we change what comes. If we haven't made the changes within ourselves, if we haven't healed our patterns that attracted it and co-created it, then it's actually not going to change. So we can have a whole list of I have to say no's because I thought it was right then it turned out to be my old pattern. I had to say no again and of course that can be very, very disappointing. The best thing that we can do is change the pattern on the internal and external level and then we're actually going to receive much more easily and much more durably what we do want to experience. So I hope that helps and happy journaling with that because it's actually a really insightful, incredible experience when you unearth the patterns and you relate them back to self because the thing is you're the common denominator. That's why it's called a pattern. It's your pattern. It's just that outside people have been bringing you that pattern that is your pattern. So that one will help you get clear about boundaries. And then further on how to actually create and lay those boundaries you can have a look at the information that I have got in the other radio shows, have a look at the specific boundary shows, and you can also go to my ebook, which is How to Recognize and Implement Healthy Boundary Function. And that really, it's very inexpensive, it's only $15, but it is a really good Bible to understand what boundaries are, why we need them, how to lay them, and it actually gives you the step-by-step -step instructions how to identify and how to actually lay a boundary once you're clear, once you know who you are. So that's that one. The second question that came up on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page was, can I work on two ex-partners simultaneous with Corner Freedom Healing? So this is a lady that's actually using the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program and the Corner Freedom Healings are in there as MP3s. So my answer to that question is absolutely. And there's two ways that you can actually do it. Okay, the first way that you can do it is to focus on one partner, which usually will be the last one that is the most significantly unhealed one. That's usually the one that's most charged up in our DNA memory and in our toxic emotions that we need to heal from. Now, what you can do with that is you can do the healing sequences. Now, you can either do them... To, I would actually do the one that you're doing do it on that partner and then when you go back to repeat that healing, focus on the other partner and see if you do or you don't have a charge on it. Okay, because what can happen here and our whole DNA is, is really quite genius and it works by associations, neuronets, peptides, it's all quite chemical, it's all quite scientific and what quantum freedom healing doing is actually releasing the charges and the vibrations out of your body to change your vibration at a DNA level. Now, what you'll find is that some of the associations, the shifts that you're doing, will actually have both partners in them because they're identical enough that your body actually stored DNA memory on that 
on those two people as the same charge, as the same belief system, as the same issue. Now, no two people are identical, even though we know narcissists can be very, very, very similar in their operation, but really no two people are identical. So what you might find is that when you're shifting stuff, when you're tapping into the pain on those different partners, there may be specific parts of that that do relate to, for example, that partner 10 years ago that, and not the recent partner that you hadn't as yet cleared. Now, the interesting thing about that is if you haven't cleared it, you will have attracted a similar event into your life or you're still going to attract a similar event into your life because whatever you're vibrating at, wherever you're at, is what we attract. It's just a law, a universal law of energy. So it doesn't matter whether that actually happened 10 years ago or five centuries ago in your DNA past life memory. But the good thing about quantum freedom healing is, is when you're picking up the charge that's hitting you today or you can access at any level about a previous thing that's still hurting you, it will actually remove the past life DNA memory on it as well so that you get to clear the whole timeline back so that you're a new vibration to go forward without all the old pain and injuries that are just going to keep attracting the same type of pain and injuries. So to, to cut it short, what I would do is I would repeat the healings on the separate narcissist and you may find that by association, if you clear the most significant one in your life, then when you go to pick up the charges on the guy that was further back, they're just not there anymore. You've cleared it by association. So I hope that helps. Okay, and uh, Christine, if you've got any more questions about that that you, you want a little bit more clarity on, please just post it to me and I'll, um, I'll help you out with any more specific questions that you have there. So the one that I wanted to address today, and there's some steps that we're going to have a look at this, because I've been receiving a lot of these by email. Um, and also, too, I've been seeing it a lot in clients at the moment. You know, I think we're in, we're in a very big shift time. We're in a, a vibrational dimension at the moment that, that is really quite chaotic. And a lot of healers are saying this at the moment. There are a lot of people that are really going through stuff. You know, it's almost like the stuff that we haven't resolved that we might have thought we have, but the stuff that we really need to resolve, it's like we're all being very, very pushed at the moment to resolve it. And how does that happen? How do we know that? Because of fear and pain. So, you know, if you feel like at the moment that you're really getting hit by depression or pain or fear or, you know, don't be surprised because it is actually happening for a lot of people. So how do I move out of this? This is a question I've been getting a lot lately, an enormous amount. So, And I actually worked with a client this morning on this and, um, and I want to go through these steps with you because we all know that when we've got fear and pain, it can be all-consuming and what we might try to do is just get on with life and try to distract ourselves and, and try to just you know, push our way through it which really isn't advantageous and that's actually not the way to deal with it because if we do that, we're actually missing the healing opportunities that the fear and pain is giving us because fear and pain is always a signal that there's something in our belief systems, there's something in our DNA 
that is not aligned with true self. We're not pointing towards where we want to go. We're actually in a vibration of resistance. And then what happens is when we're in that vibration of fear and pain and resistance, until we can shift out of it, we're actually going to keep co-creating with life and ourselves more fear and pain. Because wherever our focus is, we're getting more of the same. It's just how it works. So how do we move out of fear and pain? So the first steps I think that the first step I think is very, very important for people that are really struggling with significant fear and pain is this is all about realizing that you are actually your highest priority. So when we need to heal, what we really need to do is you need to minimalize your life so that you can focus on yourself. So that means not just trying to distract yourself. A lot of people that have been just trying to distract themselves are finding it doesn't work anymore because they're really called to heal themselves. So when I say minimalize your life, it means you've got to put yourself first. You are the most important priority. You need space, you need time to put into yourself to heal. So that's step number one. Step number two is check in with yourself about how you might have been beating yourself up for the way that you're feeling. Now we can have enormous expectations on ourselves and we can place enormous demands on ourselves and we can actually buy into people just expect me to be better, people um, have all of these expectations and beliefs about me, you know, I've always been saying they're strong and capable and people are just telling me to get over it and get up and get moving. So we've got to look at all of that and you've actually got to start pulling those belief systems apart so that you can stop the negative self-talk and the high expectations and demands on yourself. The really interesting thing is with people that have dealt with narcissistic abuse, which is sort of the highest experience of, of, of being uh, out of true self-function, are usually people that are very hard on themselves, that don't know how to love and nurture themselves and don't know how to come home to themselves. They're the type of people that have always been the go-getters. Um, they're very, very capable. They're very responsible. They work hard. They do a lot of stuff for other people and they're not good at nurturing and being with themselves. So if you are experiencing intense fear and pain, all of that has got to stop. And it's all got to come back to, I am allowed to be vulnerable, I'm allowed to take this time for me, and I'm going to pull all of those expectations off myself about what I should be doing in outer life, minimalize it, get support if you need to, take the easier options so that you can actually spend more time with you working in you. So a really good exercise that you can do is Start becoming aware of your self-talk as the sort of messages you give yourself. They're the excuses, they're the justifications, they're the beat-ups, they're all the things that are keeping you separate from coming home to loving, nurturing and supporting yourself. Again, get out your journal, get as clear as you can. Listen to yourself and start writing out the negative self-talk that you tell yourself so that you can look at it, at it on paper and go, oh my goodness. And understand everything is vibrational. So your vibrations are either going to be toxic and damaging or they're going to be loving and healing. So you need to reframe. So for example, I should have a job. Why aren't I working? Why am I like this? Okay, you write those out, they're beat up. 
then you need to reframe things so that you're actually talking gently and lovingly to yourself. And if you have any opportunity in your life to let things go, to not worry about the practical or the material at the moment, if you've got some money in the bank, don't worry about getting a job yet. This is all about you and nurturing you. So that is your highest priority. And there's such a relief when you actually drop the material, the practical, the financial, the security aspects of it, and you just go, you know what, this is all about me. This is all about me healing, loving, nurturing me so that I can come through this, raise up a vibration, I can uh, leave behind an old pattern that hasn't worked for me, and I can actually then be free to create the life that I want to create. Now that's everything. That is everything. You're going to pick up what you left off or what you've lost. There is no loss when you're gaining that because when you have that, then everything can work abundantly in your life and it will work abundantly in your life. And you actually will start to get the true value, which is value of self. And value of self is everything. Okay, It's not out of value, it's value of self. Because then when you have value of self, there's that fullness that you can add stuff to, but you don't need it. When you don't have value of self, we're trying to get our fullness through outside props, conditions, or money, or whatever it may be, or accolades, or approval, or they're all outside props. They're not value of self. Value of self is authentically loving, supporting, and feeling at one with yourself. Then everything else is a bonus. So pain and fear is telling you you're not in self-value. You're out of self-value. You're in resistance, you're not in acceptance. Fear and pain can also be a lot about that non-acceptance of what's happened. We all don't like life not turning out the way we thought it would. But when we understand the higher perspective and the bigger picture, we can understand and embrace it's actually all meant to be. And no matter where we are or how we feel or what has happened, everything right here, right now is in perfect and divine order. Now when you can embrace that and know that as your truth, your foundational truth, then what happens is the resistance, the pain, the loss, the regrets, the what-ifs, all of those drop away. And all of those things are the things that can torment us so much if we buy into them and don't come to that higher universal truth. So when you can come to that higher universal truth, and that may be an affirmation, and that has got to be really a default that you come back to as a belief system when you're buying into the belief systems of resistance, that this is wrong. Nothing is wrong. Everything is working out for a perfect divine reason. It's our resistance that doesn't see that. So acceptance is key. Now with belief systems, it's really important to identify all the belief systems that are actually hurting you, all the belief systems that are keeping you in resistance. And then you need to reframe those belief systems to the ones that are going to bring you back to the truth and back to peace and back to you being okay with spending time healing your fear and your pain. And that's going to help you out incredibly. And you may understand that if your pain and requirement for healing is really large, it's time to let stuff go out of your life. 
it's time to clean up. So you may have to let go of a business or a job or what something that's not working in your life is something is going to demand so much from you that you can't be with it. Minimalize. Do whatever you can to make yourself your higher priority. And you need to lose the junk of those belief systems that are keeping you in resistance because it's just too hard if you don't. So it's about clearing the space so you can nurture yourself. Now in regard to making declarations about honouring yourself, people that are very hard on themselves can really struggle with honouring themselves. So write out all the ways, all the pressure, all the stuff you're putting on yourself and then reframe it into making sure that you understand that your belief system is I am my highest priority and I'm going to honour me. Now this is also about telling key people in your life that this is where you're at. This is the truth for you. This is how it's going to work for you. You know, you're totally okay with it. And it, it just is what it is. Then what will happen is you'll actually get support around you. There will be people around you that, you know what, they will actually probably go, oh my God, I so respect that. I really do. This is not some weak person opting out of life. This is a person taking full responsibility for their healing. And that's actually to be admired. So people will support you when you actually tell them what's going on. And then you've got more people in your court and your corner rather than you thinking everybody's looking at me and wondering why I'm still like this and everybody's trying to tell me to go out and get a job or to get off my bum and go out and start meeting people or whatever it might be. Just be really honest about what you need to do for you and, and don't fear the judgment. When you have self-acceptance on that, you will find that a lot of people will just turn around and support you unconditionally, which will be really, really wonderful. Okay, fear and pain is so much about peptide addiction. I've talked about it in a lot of radio shows and what happens, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll just give a, a very brief synopsis of this, but what happens is we actually manufacture chemicals which come off thoughts, which create emotions and the chemicals that go through our body. And the nasty chemicals really hurt us. They're the ones that victimise feelings of pain, of fear, of resistance, of all the, all the not good feelings. And what happens is if our body is used to getting doses of those things, it actually gets physiologically addicted to them. So then what's going to happen is your brain and your body is going to play this nasty little trick of pushing you back into thinking about the things that you haven't accepted, that you can't resolve, that are twisting your mind, that feel like injustice and hurt and victimization, you're actually going to keep replaying those thoughts over and over and over and over so that your body is receiving its peptide of choice. It is a literal addiction. So breaking the peptide addiction is incredibly important. And to get out of fear and pain, it's actually essential because if you don't, you can be stu stuck in that addictive physiological cycle which batters you mentally, emotionally, you may not be able to function in life. Everything gets diminished in your life as a result of a nasty peptide cycle if it continues and if it's powerful enough. So it's got to be broken. How we do that with the peptide addiction, it always starts by thoughts. Always. So it starts by thoughts. And what's going to happen is, is you may, sorry, there was a little bit of a prelude. You may just get this uncomfortable, niggly, ugh, sort of feeling. Then you start thinking about it. 
Okay, but it's actually the thoughts that are creating the next hit of that peptide being distributed through your body and you need to break the cycle. So you can control it through your mind and this needs to be very, very diligent. So we all know that when we're in nasty peptide addictive cycles, we can go over the same painful stuff over and over and over again. So let's say, for example, somebody's done a nasty act to us, let's imagine they pulled the trigger once and they shot us with that bullet. Every time we replay that event to ourselves, we've actually shot ourselves with more bullets. So it could have originally been one bullet, but we pulled the trigger another 100 times and that might have just been in the first day. So you get the idea of what's happening. You're just re-traumatizing yourself, creating nasty peptide addictions, which are then going to create and attract more of the same stuff into your life and keep you stuck in those patterns because your life are connected. Whatever you're feeling, vibrating at, believing, is exactly what life's going to grant you. You are your belief systems. You are your vibration. So we need to change that vibration from pain and fear. So what's going to happen is you're addicted to thinking about that thing that gives you this huge chemical charge of nasty peptides. That's the addiction. And there may be 20 different things that you're addicted to that are doing the same thing. So what you need to do is become very vigilant and listen to your body and watch yourself, observe yourself, understand when you're going back into those negative spiraling thoughts that are just continuing to beat you up. You need to break the cycle. Now what's good about our mind is that it can only actually think one thought at the one time. That's true. So you're going to get the urge to go back into the painful story. So what happens when you do that is you need to come up with an affirmation, something that you know by rote that you can repeat through your head over and over and over again to actually stop your neuro pathways creating another signal of that painful event going to your hypothalamus, which is then going to create the corresponding peptide chemical. You have to stop it. So come up with an affirmation. An affirmation can be something as simple as, I am in the process of loving myself and coming home to, that, to, to me. It could be as simple as, I am whole, I am safe, I am at one. It could be as simple as your first name, I love you, I'm proud of you, I'm here to support you. It's going to be something positive. Now at first, when you start playing that tape of that thought, you're not going to believe it. But that's okay, because over time you will. Once you've cleared and stopped enough of the muck happening, that will actually start sinking in to your being and your unconscious and your DNA as a belief system. This is what I mean about coming home to self. So if you don't believe it at the start, that's fine because what you're actually doing is breaking the pattern of picking up the destructive memory and thought. That is actually your biggest mission in moving out of fear and pain. That is it right there is to stop that negative pattern happening. Now what will happen is your neuro pathways, they're going to scream out for their peptide of choice 
they are going to try and do everything they can to get you think, to think about that painful event. And it's good when you can observe it and you actually know it's a physiological addiction because you know it's just your body acting out. Because we can actually think we're going mad and think, why can't I stop thinking about that? Why does that keep hitting me all the time? It's because of the addictive process. So when you can observe that, what, it, what the belief is, you've actually got seven seconds before the thoughts start, before the peptide starts being manufactured. You've got seven seconds to stop those thoughts and start playing the right ones or something that's going to stop you thinking them. So then what you do is you replay your affirmation that you just do over and over and over and over and over again, just stick on that one affirmation. You might have to do it for 30 seconds, five minutes or two hours until that urge to go into that thought breaks off. And then you're going to have to repeat it every time the urge comes back. Now what will happen is, is very, very quickly, the urge is going to diminish a lot and it's going to be a lot easier to go to your affirmation. And the great thing about this stuff is this is not just about getting out of your pain and fear. This is about being able to manage your emotions in life. It's a life skill that will change your life. It will change your vibration. It will change your life. And the great thing about intense fear and pain, it actually forces us to our knees to learn different skills, to be able to manage our emotions, manage our life, and create a vibration that's actually going to work for us. So it actually is an incredible opportunity. We often look at fear and pain, which then of course becomes anxiety and depression, as being this most horrible, horrible situation. It actually isn't. It's actually an incredible opportunity to be able to heal yourself. So that is really, really important. Now, if we just go back over the steps, Make yourself a higher priority, the highest priority. <clears throat> Minimalize your life to give you time, space to be able to heal. Check in with how you've been beating yourself up and the expectations so that you can change your belief systems around that. Make declarations about honoring yourself and honoring this time to heal and make yourself the biggest mission. Deal with your peptide addiction. Okay. So then the next part of the healing is, and this is so much about getting your focus off what happened to you and the injustices and the victimization of it, onto what is my gift in this. What is my gift? What is my healing opportunity? What's my evolution here? How do I have, what am I here to learn? Why did I co-create this? Why did I need to and what was the gift? What was the reason there is a reason for everything. Life does not throw dice. It is not a random event. Everything that is occurring is, is for our greater good, is for our healing, is for our evolution. Everything that is happening in our life to us is through us and it's from us. And what it is is to take us to the clear, direct path of what we want. Our soul is always striving to give us what we want. When we're on the wrong path, we get kicked in the head. And we get kicked in the head so that we can have the pain and the fear to be able to change our belief systems and our alignment so we can actually walk down the right path. 
And, you know, it was good we got kicked down the he- in the head 500 metres down the path rather than five kilometres down the path. But the thing is, when we're on the wrong path, sometimes we're going to get kicked for five kilometres or 50 kilometres before we finally, finally turn around and start heading towards the, the true path. So the more we ignore fear and pain and don't actually see it as a signal to heal and evolve, the further we're going to get down the path away from who we really are and where we want to go and actually the more pain and fear we're going to suffer before we do the work. So don't ignore your fear and pain. Don't ignore it. What is it telling you? What gift is it giving you? So this is what we're talking about, the gifts. The gifts of what we are, of what has happened to me. Now, a really good process that you can do with this is journaling. And I've actually been promoting this a lot at the moment, is the Empowered Self e-course, because it has all of these processes in there about how to do all of this and about how to heal. And you can look it up on my website under e-courses, Empowered Self e-course. Okay, so the reframing, the processes in that are, look at our resistances, now, there are injustices. There are things that happen to us that we don't like, that we've, we haven't accepted or got a gift on. Write them out. Then what you really need to do is, what is my gift in this? Why did I experience it? What is it within me that I need to heal to not have this experience again? What is it? Now, you may have to dig deep, okay? Now, people that have done a lot of personal development and read a lot of books and self-awareness absolutely have an edge here. It's going to be easier to understand what's going on. Okay, some people are struggling to know how to get that, where to start. And I really suggest to you, go and get some help with that. Go to a healer. Now, I do healing. I can help you with that. And there may be some really, really insightful people and the interesting thing is, is when your soul is ready, the teachers always appear. When you know that you want to heal, even if you're not sure what it is you want to heal, but you are totally committed and dedicated to getting your answers and getting your healing, the right, you will find who you need. That's how the universe works. It's almost like your soul goes, yippee, you're ready. I'm going to line up these synchronicities, these people, these situations in your life. And the gorgeous thing is about all of that, when you really, really embrace that your stuff and you want to heal it, the messages in life that are going to come to you at a fast and rapid pace are astounding. That has never ceased to amaze me in my life when that's happened. And often within a course of a day or two, they can just be everywhere. Now, if we ignore them, and just keep doing our normal stuff and not actually pick them up and work with them, well then, you know, full us really. Because I love how our soul is connected with life and it's pulling the strings in life to create the synchronicities to give us what we need always. And we're meant to take notice of that stuff. We're meant to listen to it. And it's always there if we're listening to it. So act, act, do something about it. So that you can, because your healing, biggest healing opportunity is you embracing the gift of what you've needed to heal. And when you do that, then 
you're actually going to start doing the work to heal it. You're going to change your inner DNA, your belief systems, your, and then what happens is all that old pain and fear doesn't actually need to be there anymore. It was all the signal bringing you to this place. That was its purpose. That was its function. Anxiety, depression, and I will absolutely put it out there. Things as severe as aquaphobia, complicated tra traumatic stress disorder, which is pain and fear amplified, you will be amazed at how quickly you will heal those things that are usually described as only able to be managed, which I don't believe in. I believe that they are totally healed and transformed when you align with the gifts of where you want to go and what you want to move forward into. And then you start sourcing out the people, the books, the journaling programs, the, the music, the whatever it is that's going to shift your old belief systems and your vibration and align it with where you want to go. You're going to realize who you want to be rather than who you have been that you don't want to be. And that's what it's all about. So I hope that that can really, really help you. So let's just go through the steps again. Okay, number one, you are your highest priority. Number two, stop the beat-ups and the negative self-talk and the expectations. Minimalize your life. Make declarations that you write down in writing about I'm going to honor and heal myself and make myself my highest priority. Manage your peptide addiction. And then take your focus victim and what happened to me into what are the gifts and what do I need to heal and liberate? What is my soul lovingly showing me through this pain and this fear? And then get to work on that. You do that, you can't go wrong. You're going to evolve, you're going to heal, you're going to liberate, you're going to go to the next level. And if you're doing enough job on it, you're going to have to go back through those painful, fearful cycles again. You're going to change your life from inside out. So I hope that helps everybody. If you've got any questions or any comments that you want to make about this show, you can uh, post them on my Facebook pages or you can send me an email at melanie at com. If you haven't subscribed to my free newsletters yet, you can do that on my website. And that's what's going to give you updates about what radio shows are. Um, there's regular blogs on there that are really going to help you with information and healing and evolution. And also, too, you can browse around uh, my website, have a look at the healing programs, have a look at the healings that I do, and have a look at you know, many of the valuable ebooks and things there that can really, really help you. So that's it from me, and lots of love, everybody, and I'll be on next week. Okay, bye-bye.